Welcome to the Arena Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy the message. I give you a really warm welcome to our Carols by Candlelight service. Who's ready for Christmas? Yeah, a few people got... Who's still got shopping to do? I'm interested. Oh wow, a lot of hands. A lot of hands, that's good. Well, um, I might help some people out because... Is there any kids in tonight? Are there any kids? Yes, there is. Well, listen, kids, if you sit really well, um, one of you is going to win a slime factory. So uh, your mum and dad will thank us for that, I'm sure. Uh, I've got some helpers looking out. I think Leslie's going to be looking out at the back. So I'll, I'll leave that over there for the best child listener. Paul Stokes, you cannot win that, no matter how well you listen, just so you know. Hey, potentially, potentially. I've just got the pleasure and privilege of sharing with you just from the Bible, just for a few minutes. And I want to go to a verse, it's quite a well-known verse found in John 3.16. And it says this, and these are the words of Jesus himself. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but will have eternal life. For God did not send his son to the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Now, we'll come back to that in a second. But like I said, I, I love Christmas. Like Me and my family were crazy about Christmas. If you know me, you know that's the case. We had our decorations up in November. That's right. Like Not like the end of November, like a week before the end of November as well. We love Christmas. I, I even love the cold weather. Now, I know there's probably not many people who love that, but I even love that. And I love how this time of year we're generous and we give gifts, really, for just, just to give gifts. We like to come together and spend time together, and it's just a, a great time of year. See, this presentation, the, the video we just saw, was talking about God's greatest gift, and that's what I want to speak to you about for just a second, because Christmas started... 2018 years ago when Jesus was born, when God gave his greatest gift, like it says in John 3.16, he gave us Jesus. He sent Jesus to the world. And over these next few moments, what I want to do is just tell you about three gifts that I've been given or I have given throughout my life and really just relate that to, to how God, uh, God's greatest gift is just the best gift we could ever receive. So the first gift is, is a gift that I gave. It was a gift that I gave. So let's cycle back to 2005. Who remembers 2005? Yes, 2005 was a strange year because there were no iPhones. Uh, for, for all of you technophobes, you were probably, that was a good time. Um, for us other people who really engaged with technology, it was a strange time because the iPhone wouldn't be created for another two years. Spotify, the music streaming service, wasn't even a twinkle in its creator's eye. Probably, the creator probably wasn't even born in 2005, who knows. And um, basically, people used, when they wanted to listen to music in the car, they used these strange devices called CD players. <laughs> who remembers CDs? <laughs> CDs are literally an old technology now. I used to have this like suitcase that I used to carry all my CDs, and I bet Andy, I bet you had one as well. A big CD case that I carried my CDs in, and I hid it under the seat so no one would steal all my music collection. But basically, my friend uh, Adam, he, he bought a red Nissan Micro, 
And he was 17, he just passed his test, I was 15, and he bought this red Nissan Micra, and it was just, it was our key to the world, it was like our, our key to freedom, and I do say our, because literally he picked me up whenever I wanted him to. And the only problem with this red Nissan Micra, apart from that he's a one litre, was the fact that it didn't have a CD player, it in fact had a tape player. Now, <laughs> now CDs at the time, you know, they were the up and coming thing. Tapes, no one listened to tapes. <laughs> I mean, apart from my granddad probably still listened to tapes back then. So I thought, I was in a conversation with another friend of mine one day and he said, look, I can get secondhand electrical goods. And I said, look, my friend, I want to buy him a, a CD changer for his car, a CD player. He went, I can sort that out, 30 pounds. I was like, that is great. I'm going to buy him a CD player. So the, the day of the gift giving came and um, my friend who acquired this CD player for me turned up with a, a black bin bag. And I, 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 yeah, you laugh. I thought it was strange as well at the time, but I was 15, remember. So I, I got this, this CD player and this black bin bag. I opened the bag and pulled out the, the CD player, the car entertainment system, and it still had the wires in. And I thought, that's really thoughtful of the person who gave me that. <laughs> To, to leave the wires in so we, we knew how to fix it. I, I wrapped the CD player up with the wires still attached and presented it as a gift to my friend. Now, I look back on that and probably think that that CD player may have come from maybe not 100% legitimate background. Now I look back. Um, I, I was talking to my friend Adam who I bought the CD player for a few years ago and he said, his dad actually did question where the CD player came from. And uh, Adam had said, from Josh, so it's fine. <laughs> um, the thing is this, I-, I thought it was a great gift. See, on the surface, it looked like a phenomenal gift. But the reality is, I don't know if it was from uh, a tainted background, but the chances are, and it points to, that it probably was from a tainted background. The gift looked great, but when you dug deeper, it wasn't a good gift. See, I think that some people see the, the Christmas story, the story of Jesus, the, the account of Jesus a little bit like this. I think people see the Christian faith like this, that, yeah, it looks good on the surface, but when you dig deeper, the gift of God is maybe not as good as it would seem. See, a, a lot of people I speak to think, I think that they think that God came to ruin their lives, to, to make their lives more boring, that God is this cosmic fun sponge and he just wants to stop everybody having a good time. I think that that's the way that the world at times views God and views Jesus. I think that people picture God as this stern headmaster wagging his finger at you in disapproval, always wanting to spoil your fun. I mean, I can remember my headmaster saying we weren't allowed to throw snowballs when it snowed. Uh, that's the, I think that's how some people view God, always wanting to stop your fun. But I ask this, let me ask you this, if that's the way that you view God. Why would he bother sending his own son, Jesus, into the world, who he loved, to make your life worse? Why would he send his only son if he was just mad at you? Why would he do that? See, for me, it's hard enough to drop my little boy off at nursery, never mind what God did through sending his son from the comfort and the luxury of heaven, sending him to this earth, and he knew what Jesus was going to have to go through. See, God's not mad at you. He loves you. John 3.16 proves that when Jesus himself said that God so loved the world. 
You know, tonight, God so loves you. God so loves you. He's crazy about you. He loves you so much that he sent his only son to die and rise again. Not to ruin your life, but to complete it. Not to end your life, but to give you life never ending. There's this verse a little bit further on in John, because John 3.16 is, is pretty, pretty near the start of the book. In John 10.10, 10, it says this. Jesus says this. I have come that you may have life and life in all its abundance. See, Jesus came to give you a big life. Now, before I get too excited, I want to tell you about my second gift. It was a gift that I received. Now, I want you to picture the setting. It's Christmas Day. We're at my parents' house, and there's probably 15, 20 family members there. I'm, I'm 18 at the time, so it's like three years after the event that I just told you about, the CD player giving. And um, we've just eaten, we've done the whole thing where you eat so much that you have to undo your trousers. Anybody this Christmas day? Yeah, I've been on a run today in anticipation for that. That We would just, just enjoy him Christmas day, enjoying each other's company. And what we do in our family is we get together after, after dinner and we, we give gifts and we watch each other open gifts and all that sort of stuff. And it's phenomenal. So there I am rifling through my gifts, opening all of my presents until I come to this one and I pick it up and it's heavy. And I'm thinking, this is, this is going to be good. This is going to be a great gift. I pick it up, I'm opening it, thinking about all the possibilities of what the gift could be. I open it, get the wrapping off and I read the front of it. And to my horror, it says, beer from around the world. But right, some people are saying, that's a, that's a, that's a great present. <laughs> it's a great present, but for me, it was a bad present because I don't like beer. So, and my family know this. Like, this is a well-known thing in my family that I don't like beer. You see, this wasn't a bad gift in itself, but I remember it as the worst gift I got because it was a bad gift for me. It wasn't a good gift for me. See, I couldn't use it. I didn't want it. And I ended up giving it away. See, God's gift to us, Jesus, is not a bad gift. It's the greatest gift. It's not a gift that's good for one person and and not for the other. This is a gift to humanity. See, when God sent Jesus into the world, he, he wasn't just like looking around heaven thinking, I need to give humanity something. What shall I send? Oh, I'll give Jesus. Like We've all done that, haven't we? Where someone's given us an unexpected gift and we're like... What am I going to give them? So you wrap up the cart and and, and present it. God wasn't doing that. God wasn't doing that. Oh, what should I just, what should I give humanity? I'll just give Jesus. God gave Jesus, God sent Jesus into the world because Jesus is exactly what we need. You might dispute that tonight, but just stay with me for a second. I want us to look at Isaiah 9 and it says this in Isaiah 9 verse 6. For to us a child is born. To us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. Is your life a mess? He's the Wonderful Counselor. Do you feel weak? He's the Mighty God. Do you need someone to look out for you? He's the everlasting father. Are you stressed out? He's the prince of peace. See, Jesus is exactly 
what we need. He came to set us free from the mess of our lives. He came to release us from the imperfection that we carry and to give us his perfection. Now, while you sit here tonight and you might not feel a mess, we know we aren't perfect, don't we? There's that famous song, that hit song that was number one in the charts for weeks. I've got issues and you've got them too. And that resonated so much with the world because actually we're sitting there in the car thinking, yeah, it's right. See, Jesus came to deal with our problem at the source. He came to set us free from our pain and from our issues and from our insecurities and from our hurt. He came to release you from the heavy load of life that you're carrying. He came to take your load. He came to take that weight of the world that you've been carrying around with you. See, before Jesus, our imperfection was stopping us relating with God in his perfection. But the Bible has a name for our imperfection, and that name is sin. See, this sin word basically means to fall short of God's best. And because God's perfect, God's best is perfection. So if you live one minute of one day in your entire lifetime, then unfortunately you've fallen short of God's best. See, we get hyped up about this whole thing, this whole word called sin. But if we flip it on its head, we know we aren't perfect. See, I think the church has a branding problem at times because I think people think that Jesus came to the earth to brand people sinners. That's the complete opposite to what Jesus did. Jesus came to the earth to set us free from our sin. Jesus came to the earth to take that issue away. He came to get rid of it. See, he lived the perfect life, Jesus did. And on the cross, he took on our sin, he took on our imperfection, he took on our pain and defeated it so that we could know God personally through Jesus. See, he didn't come to this earth to make you fall in line, to make you fit in, to go through a religious ritual. He came to turn you back into you. He came to turn you back into the person he created you to be. Has life got on top of you? Has it turned you into someone you never were meant to be? Have you dropped that dream? Have you dropped that aspiration? Are you living in a way that you don't want to live? Jesus came to turn you back into you. See, he's the gift we need beyond all others. And the last gift was a gift that I rejected. Now, I only know this story because my mum tells it me. But when I was very young, about four or five, mum and dad weren't quite as well off as, as other times maybe in their life. But they'd gone to great lengths to make Christmas awesome. Aren't parents great? They're awesome, aren't they? Parents are amazing. But they pushed the budget. They'd bought me this gift that they thought I'd love. So the big morning comes, Christmas morning. Knowing me, I was probably up at like three o'clock. And uh, we were downstairs and I'm rifling through these presents. I'm just, I, I was well known, my sister would like really like just take a time with each present. I'd be there like all my presents all, all open within like two seconds. Rifling through my presents and I get to this, this big present. The present, you know, the, the crescendo, I guess, of the, the entire morning. I open it and I'm not as enamored. I'm not as excited as they thought I would be. A few days later, we were walking through town and I pulled my mum across to a shop window. I said, mum, come over here. Let me show you what I actually wanted for Christmas. I rejected my parents' good gift. 
See, my mum's distraught, of course, and probably why she still remembers it and reminds me of it to this very day. But I had this amazing gift, and I rejected it. See, Jesus came to this earth with you in mind. He died and rose again from his love from you, for, from his love for you. Not from a posture of, I'll show them, but from a heart of, I want to know them. But here's the thing. In all Jesus did, as he left the comfort and luxury of heaven, the adoration of heaven, to live a perfect life and die a horrendous death for you, he all the while knew that there was a possibility that you would say no, that you'd reject him, that you'd ignore him. Even more than that, he knew that you might run away from him. He, he knew that you might do your own thing, that you might laugh at the thought of him, that you might ridicule others for following him. But he still went through with it because of his great love for you. There's this line in this famous film, I, I think it's genius, and this guy asks a girl out and she says no, and he says what are the chances of me and you getting together? She says, one in a million. And he goes, you're telling me I've got a chance. That's what Jesus was like with you. You're telling me I've got a chance? It's worth it. It was worth it. You say tonight, Joshua, I don't believe. That's fair enough. But the person you came with tonight must believe. And hopefully you like them enough as well. And I want to ask, are they crazy? Hopefully they're not as well. <laughs> are they crazy? Because if not, then there must be something in this. See, the evidence for Jesus is, is overwhelming. It's a fact that he lived and he died on a cross, that thousands followed him. The question is, do you believe he was who he said he was? See, if this isn't real, if it's all made up, isn't it strange that we're sat here 2,000 years later talking about this man and this baby who was born and died and rose again. Isn't it strange? Isn't it weird that time reset when this baby was born? Isn't it strange that all across our world today, all across the earth, people are celebrating this Jesus? See, some people say, yeah, but Josh, Jesus was just a good man. He was just, uh, just a, a good man like Gandhi or Mother Teresa. I can't agree with that at all because Jesus was quite clear that he was the son of God. And uh, a, much, a much smarter theologian than me ventured and, and spoke about the point that Jesus can't have just been a good man. He was either who he said he was or he was mentally deranged. Because if he said he was God and he wasn't, then let me tell you, that's a bad person. So he's either God or he's either a bad man. I don't know what you think today, but I want to ask, will you reject the greatest gift of all time? Your sin gone, your slate wiped clean, a fresh start, a new day, a relationship with the God of heaven and earth. Will you reject it? Will you walk away? See, Jesus wants to know you. He came to this earth to win you back. He came to this earth to set you free. He came with you in mind. I just want to pray for you for just a second. I'm finished now. So if you do me a favor and bow your head and close your eyes, you're not praying, you're just giving people the privacy. And I just want to ask, if maybe you've never considered Jesus and maybe you've never 
follow Jesus. Maybe you've never made a decision to get to know Jesus. And tonight you think, yeah, Josh, I'd like to know more. If you'd like to start a relationship with this Jesus tonight, if you'd like to accept the greatest gift of all time, Christmas 2018, if that's you, while every head's bowed and every eye's closed, I'm just going to ask you to lift your hand as a sign to you and to God. If that's you, just lift your hand. Great. Is there anyone else tonight? You want to make the decision to follow Jesus? That's great. God, for the hands raised tonight, I just pray, Jesus, Lord, that you would bring comfort. Lord, that you would show your grace and show your mercy, God, that this person and these people who've responded to you, God, would fall on you, would come to you, God, and say sorry for the the mess that they've made, but also rejoice in the gift that you gave. Lord, for everybody else, where people are fearful, where people are hurting, where people are broken, I pray, God, that you would bring your peace. Jesus, you are the Prince of Peace. We love you and we honor you, God. Amen. Amen.